Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Novel Society podcast. We are back to discuss chapters 26 through 30 of Throne of Glass. So it takes a minute for my brain to catch up with what we're reading. Mm. I almost said these hollow vowels. Wow. That was two books ago. That was two <laughs> books ago. I'm so glad we're not reading hollow vowels. Thanks. Bitch, you have no idea. <laughs> Capital J for joy. Capital J for joy. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media at no- the Novel Society Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok and at Novel Society Pod on Twitter. So there's some stuff that happens in this. I think it's not really like a whole bunch. It's more of like relationships and stuff like that. Um, but there were some context clues that I think I picked up on. So let's hop into it. Starting with chapter 26. I hate KO. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I'm ever not going to hate K.O. He is in a bitchy mood as he storms into Cece's room and asks her where she was last night. Like, I think he grips her up by the arm, too. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, I don't care what side of bed you woke up on in the morning. Don't fucking touch me. He forgot who the fuck he was talking to. Yeah. He did. (laughs) He honestly did. And I wish she would have put him on his ass for it. But he honestly thinks that, because another person was murdered, he honestly thinks that she was the person that murdered him. And she's looking at him like, so you think I carved out a hole in his head, took his brain, all of his insides out, and then just left him there all cut up. I don't even have claws or talons. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Or weapons. Yeah, exactly. Right, or weapons. Like, what what the fuck? (laughs) I don't know what you think I am, but, like, you're doing the most. (laughs) Please tell me he gets better. He does. I would hope so. Okay, because at this point, I'm just like, I'd, I'd really like for him to be killed Game of Thrones style. God damn. Savage. <laughs> He's that annoying to me. <laughs> but yeah, after he leaves, she actually goes back to the tomb for answers. Mm-hmm. And so she's trying to search for um, something that might give her a clue of what the evil was or what went down last night. I'm thinking to myself, when Elena spoke of there's an evil in the castle, could it be the king? Because if we look back at what happened in previous chapters, Kale was saying, oh, the king, he's going on some type of like trip, mission, whatever. He denied me sending my best guards with him and he didn't let me know where he was going. Mm -hmm. So he's just out there. We have no idea what he's doing, where he went, what. Nobody's heard from him either, right? We already know that he's an evil fucking bastard. Mm. But what if he has some type of like evil magic lurking within him or something that he's trying to use? And what if it's him that's killing the very champions that he invited to his home? Hmm. He's not very honorable, so that's very plausible. He's right. not, but it's just, it's seeming real sus to me. It might also be like <laughs> a theory that's completely like, <laughs> <laughs> we also find out the champion that died is Xavier. Hmm. I don't know if I, if we've met him before, probably very briefly. Yeah. Yeah. So she happens upon his body and in short terms, that shit is fucked up. That man had no chance. I, no chance. He, had, he stood no chance. No, no. chance. <laughs> he also had word marks surrounding his entire body, which was strange as fuck. So now we definitely know the people that are dying, this is a part of a, a sacrifice or a ritual. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all of these people being killed the same way is not a coincidence. Then we get to Dorian's point of view, and he and K.O. are arguing about him sneaking off to go see CC, whatever. K.O. definitely seems jealous, though. And I kind of like that because we get to see more emotion out of him than just him being fucking mad or mad. I knew you'd say that. Yeah. (laughs) 
that's why you, when you was like, would he get better? I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, good. It also seems like there's going to be a lot of beef between him and Dorian about this. And Kale also seems like he's jealous of Dorian being able to blow off his responsibilities and do whatever the fuck it is that he wants to do. Hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's definitely going to turn into a fight later down the line. Move on to chapter 27. Selena is like now thoroughly investigating. So she's looking at the gargoyles, staring at them because she's she's been given a hint by Queen Elena that these gargoyles are um, like guardians. And, and she's really trying to figure out what's the connection between the war marks, the guardians and the killings, which is exactly what I'm trying to figure out <laughs> as I read. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Um, but we also get a little more between her and Princess Ne I can't say her name right. Nehemia. You were just saying it right all last episode. I know, and I'm having like a brain fart. I'm like, okay. Um, so we're getting um interaction between them a lot. Oh, I also have there's there's a section here where Kane lets it be known he knows she's not who she says she is. Yes. Yeah. So he's like taunting her. She's like, oh shit. But then reading it now, I'm like, well. Could it have been Duke Parrington who just kind of was talking to Kane and like, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I definitely think Duke Parrington let him in on what the secret was. Yeah. So that he could have an upper hand, you know? Yeah. So Duke Parrington is a sneezy, skeezy little, I almost called him a cunt, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> human being. Um, so yeah, he definitely let Kane know about that. I had a question too. Why the fuck? Was he, it was him and Varen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Varen knows, but we know for sure that Kane knows. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck were they out in the gardens unsupervised? Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even know the guards? Yeah. I was like, where, where the fuck are the guards at? I mean, obviously there's some bias going on here because he's always just doing whatever he wants to do. It's nothing really happens to him. No. What gets me in this chapter is that every time someone's questioning of Selena, Nehemi is there and she's been asking Selena the same question over and over again. It's like breaking her cover in front of Nehemia and it's making her seem ingenuine, but like in a negative way. Yeah. She's always being put on the spot. Also just wanted to mention again that before they had that run in with Kane and Cece was talking about the word marks, Nehemia gave her another warning. She's like, nothing good can come of that. Leave it alone. So it's like, Nehemia definitely knows a lot more than what we're letting on. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, is Nehemia killing these people? Mm. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? She keeps trying to throw CC off. She's like, do not look into this. It's not worth it. Nothing good can come of it. Why? What do you know? What do you know that I don't know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, as you mentioned how Kale was jealous last chapter. Now we see Dorian jealous this chapter. And he's jealous of Knox. Even though uh, Kale kind of just is like, yeah, you know, Selena is helping him and he's kind of like an ally and Dorian's like, she's helping him. Like, she made another friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Was she not supposed to talk to anybody? I also wrote that she's getting more into the word marks because she seems to have, as we know, she likes to read books. So now she's reading books about the word marks and like trying to figure out what the hell is being put at these killings because her seeing those symbols. What are these sacrifices for? I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think of her not telling Kale right away that Kane knows who she is? He's already on her ass so much as is. Yeah. Where she was probably afraid of what kind of consequence it would be 
I don't dis- I don't necessarily think that she feels she can mistrust him per se, mm-hmm. but it's just more of him not trusting her. Nehemia, she when she said she couldn't read the word marks, do you believe her? No, I. That's why. That's why I was getting suspicious because Nehemia keeps trying to tell her, "Do not go down this path." Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it alone, which leads me to believe that you have something to do with it. Mm. What do you guys think about the Walking Dead book? I laughed at that. Bro, yes, in the <laughs> library. Okay. Yes. I was like, but the fact that it came out of nowhere and it was put into her pile of books. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the monster that was described almost reminded me of the Kelpie a little bit. Oh, yeah. There's that. And there's also, we were both sent here. I love these moments when you do a reread and you don't remember. So I'm like, now I'm feeling like, fuck, you know, like somebody is setting her up. Yeah. They're purposefully at this point, probably what's happening. She's purposely not being killed it's starting to feel more like it's part of whatever bigger scene is to come. We also, in this chapter, get a little bit more about the, what is it, the word marks, what they are exactly. They don't make words or whatever. They're just like symbols or runes. Mm -hmm. When strung together in a specific way, they can make a gateway or a portal. That was interesting. So like you said, Steph, somebody probably killed Xavier, made that gateway or that portal or whatever, and then got Elena and Cece together. And it's not to say that they're all the same person, pe- persons, people. It's to say that there is someone who is organizing. There, it, there's enough clues to say so, at least. Yeah. Because there's been plenty of times she's been vulnerable and alone and nothing's happened. So basically now, every time she goes to a test, there's less and less people there. So <laughs> it's kind of speeding things up along a bit. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So chapter 28 is basically, in my opinion, just uh, a pre-love story, I guess you could say. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. It was just like, okay. <laughs> so she decides to go in the game room. I love how she could not stand being bad at anything. And right. she sucked at pole, at playing pool. <laughs> she, you know, she was so frustrated. She was like biting on the fucking cube stick, like. All that. Yeah, like she, she was, was gonna snap in half. I was like, no, bitch, but same because <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Dorian comes, he's watching her, and he was like, you know, laughing at her, like he offered to teach her. I mean, your typical. He did a whole move. He did a whole it move. It was cute. It was. It was cute. It was cute. And I feel like, even though there's not a full fledged romance or anything really leading towards that per se, other than just innocent flirting. He wanted to know more about her past. And I think it made him realize how important finding a true love is than just marrying for the kingdom. And um, she fell asleep. He helped her to her room. And he noticed the amulet. And he said he recognized it. It was familiar to him. Yes, that was the biggest thing that I got from chapter 28. Yes. And he was just like, you know, she's a great woman. Like, I hope that she's not pretending in... I'm pretty confident she's going to win it. Now that we know Elena's last name is the same as his, he recognizes the amulet. What are you thinking? Bay. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. What if it's one of those things where something skips generations? Do you know what I mean? It would explain why mm-hmm. he doesn't look like his sibling or he doesn't look like his father. There's got to be some reason why he doesn't look like Like everybody. he has. Yeah. Wait, what color is eyes? Blue. The same as Elena's eyes, right? No, that's just like. Blue with gold, but his is just blue. And if you think about it, whatever children Queen Elena and King Gavin had would have been half fae. And then you move that along the line. 
There's got to be that recessive trait in Dorian that has to do with some type of fae. Elena's eyes are blue and gold? Yeah. Like Cece's? Is Cece's blue and gold? We're talking about Selena, not No, Elena. so wait, 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 wait. Queen Elena's eyes are blue with a gold ring? No, Selena. So Selena's okay, eyes but are what, blue with a gold cause ring. Because I'm trying to... Yeah, because I'm trying to connect Elena and Dorian. Oh, I don't know. It didn't say. It didn't say. Okay, because I know the Dorian, it said the Dorian has different eyes than his mother. And if we're trying to see if he's like somewhat descended of Elena or he has that gene, okay. then I wanted to know what eye color her eyes were. Because, yeah. That's what I'm trying to explain. I, I'm think, uh, What I'm thinking is whatever fade gene there is, it's a recessive gene and it's just skipped generations and it could be dormant or something in Dorian right now. So that was just in the chapter 29. And Cece at the next challenge, quest, whatever you want to call it, test or whatever, they have to do sword play against each other. Mm. Varen is in there talking big shit about her. She says, I'm going to rip your fucking tongue out. Brulo is like, get in the ring and prove it. This bitch doesn't even pick up her sword. She disarms Varen and knocks him the fuck out. I was like, yes. She said, keep my name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> He was instantly eliminated, guys. Yes. Like she kicked his instantly. ass right out of the ring. <laughs> and I love what she told Brulo. Yes. <laughs> uh, thankfully, also, K.O. was like not a bitch ass about it. He just mm-hmm. kind of like let her have this moment, which was nice to see. Uh, yeah. And you know what? She deserved it. She deserves a little mm-hmm. leeway because she's been getting a lot of yeah. hate. I mean, for them to make all these sexual comments, oh, you spread your legs. Knox oh, as a little buddy because you spread your legs. Like, that's that's some shit. Like, he deserved it. And even Brulo was like, oh, shit. Oh, she could do that. Like, <laughs> she dropped the mic. So, on yes. Her. She dropped the mic. She did. And I fucking loved it. What else? Oh, she's also still having a hard time trying to figure out what the evil is that Elena was talking about and she keeps mentioning that the only evil here is the king and i was like i mean she's not wrong if anything he's the ringleader yeah with the black rings they're cult meanwhile rumpelstiltskin is trying to cozy up to the queen <laughs> wait and i'm who's just rumpelstiltskin we're we talking about duke Caltain. catlin rompier Caltain, whatever Caltain. whatever the fuck her name is <laughs> and i'm just like does this bitch ever just stop like, does she ever have, like, a chill button, chill mode? Like, just, you're so far up everybody else's ass, you have shit on your face. <laughs> oh, I gotta put that one in the books. <laughs> I gotta save that for later. <laughs> like, oh it's disgusting. It's annoying. Like, I, ugh, I can't. She just gets on my fucking nerves so much. And she's still digging for information. She is literally in pain. She has, like, a, a throbbing migraine trying to think about how she's going to work her way into becoming royalty. But it's literally, literally fucking with her head. Like, she cannot think. Mm-hmm. She cannot, like, sit still. Give it up. God, I can't stand her. I can't either. Honestly, I was reading this, and I was like, what if she's being used and transformed into whatever is killing these people? Really? Yeah, I was reading this because it says that, like, her migraine, the way it's pounding, it sounds not enough, not enough, not enough. Like as a voice. Yeah. And I was like, that's so fucking odd. Like as for your migraine to sound like that in her head. And I think I don't know exactly where, but I think when Queen Georgina looks at her, like they mention her eyes, the way she describes them are is that her eyes are like glowing or something. And I was like, man, what if it's the queen? I was like, what if it's the queen? What if she's got this bitch wrapped around her finger, transforming her or something? 
I was like, that would be coming out of left field. We all looking over here at the king. And what if it's the fucking queen? Bro, everybody's a fucking suspect. <laughs> I can't. But that's basically the end of chapter 29. Um, Chapter 30. This chapter should have been called Sherlock Holmes because that's what Helena was. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes and what's the name of his assistant? Watson. Watson. Yep. Sherlock Holmes and Watson. Only KO is Watson, and TC <laughs> exactly. is Sherlock Holmes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, because in this chapter, he actually takes her with him to go see a body. Like before, she had just stumbled upon it or heard about it by servants, and he was in a room. Or had to sneak away. Yeah, he right. was in a room. When it happened, and he just looked at her, he's like, Want to go see a dead body? Yeah, like, like he was like, You coming with me? And she's like, All right. So they end up going to the dead body, and it's this time around, it's it's Vernon, isn't it? It's the guy that she kicked out of the ring. Yep. Which is even more suspicious because it's like maybe now people are targeting people that she doesn't get along with to make it seem like it's her. Mm hmm. They start dissecting the shit out of the scene. So, like, they're saying that this man basically had nowhere to go. Like, they're looking at all the blood. She's, like, dipping her finger in, in stuff to, like, try to figure out. Like, all the assassin stuff that she learned came out in this chapter and things like that. And they concluded that this had to have been somebody that he knew or um, that he wasn't, like, too afraid of, I think, or something. And the hallway was completely lit. So there was no way that it was just waiting there for him. Like, he would have been able to see it. So they're talking about like it was like a human and animal collaboration for the killing. Like somebody yeah. was there, somebody was able to get close enough to him and then somebody summoned that animal to kill him. Exactly. And so <laughs> Hale looks at her and he's like, so what does that mean? And she's like, you're thoroughly fucked. Like that's what she right. basically told him. <laughs> you're <a> big shit. <laughs> you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was no like sneaky surprise. No. This was out in the open where you and your crew should have been on point. Right. Yep, exactly. I like that now that she's gotten someone involved, that she's kind of elevated their investigation because she's giving them insight that they wouldn't have thought about. There's a sign of possible trust there that Kayo invited her along. Yep. And their dynamic is changing. And, it, you know, it could be um, a blend between his sentiments, starting with their ring and him actually thinking that she's at least half decent. And then also his jealousy with her and Dorian and at this point in the story I don't care how it came about that's not important to me it's more important to me that they finally have reached this milestone I'm just hoping that it does that because every time we feel like we're getting somewhere with KO he becomes a Mm -hmm. fucking asshole again Mm -hmm. so it's like I'm like I'm hoping but I'm not trusting it at this point and some points he catapults progress and then he resists yes in the next scene like, on the very next page. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're so fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Also, they mention where Selena's birthplace is. So we knew that she was from Terrison, but she's from the capital of Terrison. I made a note of that because I was like, I figured this is probably going to come back at some point. And we're back to the interactions between her and Dorian. To me, they didn't really talk about anything that had much of importance. I have to bring up, though. What? The funny moment between him and Cece. It's not important. It's not important. Where he's just like, oh, one of my bitches gave birth to a bunch of mongrels. Yeah. And she was like, oh, are we talking about like a, an animal or a woman? And he's like, ah, oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that they referred to his dogs as bitches. That's so fucking dumb. I, I did know. hate that. I, I like hated that, that they 
I hated that they referred to them as bitches. I think it worked for the joke, though. Yes, yeah, it did yeah. work. For it the worked joke. for the joke, but but when, it, like okay. he wasn't the only one who said it. Yeah, Ko yeah. said it too, and I was like, oh, exactly. On. That's why I'm saying. That's why I, I thought it was distasteful because it worked for the joke, and I felt like it should have been ended there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um. Also, something that he so during their banter, he asked if he can ask her a question. Um. Because he's still curious about learning more about her, obviously, and so she concedes and she's like all right fine ask me your question he basically asks her about um her playing the piano essentially i think mm-hmm. and she just she, she's very truth um she's very honest about it and she's like she likes playing the piano she likes to create even though being an assassin she destroys stuff essentially she says that she likes to create and that when she was younger she actually wanted to be a healer and she's just like, music reminds her of that feeling of, you know, wanting to be a healer, wanting to help and wanting to create and things like that. And I thought that was so cute. I was like, oh, my God, this woman has that. And of course, she gets to ask him um, a personal question. And she asks him, essentially, why are you not married? And initially, he's like, I'm 19. Like, I have all the time in the world type of thing. And that just kind of jumps into this whole thing where Dorian basically is like, he wants to marry a woman who is his equal, who can step up to the challenge of um, providing intellectual challenge. And I think that's what he sees in Selena. He sees an intellectual challenge. And I think that's what makes her so interesting to him. And that's why he constantly is like, he wants to know more. He wants to learn more. Is there anything you guys want to add <laughs> to this? Um, yeah, just at the end where KO is at dinner and he's like, He's very intensive in watching Duke Parrington's face. Like, yeah, he says that Duke Parrington is present. And then all of a sudden he's like, it's like he's not even in the room anymore physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happens a, a couple of times where his eyes darken and the life force is kind of like sucked out of him or some shit. And um, he says that he felt like Duke Parrington was also watching him. Um, in my mind, I'm just like cult. Cult. Same. And you know what kept get, you know what got brought up again that black ring, exactly. It just keeps coming back up. So I'm like, yeah, it's coming cult. back. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yep. whoever's doing the summoning with the word marks or whatever, maybe they're also pulling the life force from the people that are wearing this ring. Um, that be some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, but definitely cult. It's giving off cultish behavior for me. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. I I would I, I would love to see what he saw. Mm. Like that was so interesting to me. What he kind of was saying how like the eyes darken, his face is shadowed, and then comes back to life. Yeah. And then he found that it had like it was contingent on him looking at the ring and then looking away from the ring mm. and how that transformation would take place. Like and but imagine seeing that like in a matter of seconds. Yeah. You know, sitting across with somebody at a dinner table. How fucking freaky is that? And then I love that moment where um, Selena goes deeper into what she feels when she's talking about music because I think that's the first time she ever expressed what music meant to her yeah. on that level. Yeah, yeah, it was. But and I and I think I think that's where it stops and ends actually for the rest of the series, I believe. Um, but it is important. Like she described it so perfectly, and she's like, and for the first time, I'm creating and not destroying. Mm-hmm. Like that is just such a beautiful thing, and it really Sarge Mass again really loves making trauma a a, a learning opportunity for her readers and yeah even if you're someone who's privileged and you've experienced trauma she doesn't make your trauma any less worthy 
I just love that it just it just it shows that and it weaves that into the story so nicely. For someone like Dorian, such as self royalty, to get to know that side of her that no one else does. Yeah. Someone really important. Like I love how it's specific to the person she shared it with. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's not like Knox who can't do shit. It's someone of value, someone of importance. And I think that was the end of chapter thirty. Um, so yeah, yeah. that was it right now. We're right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm interested to see if we can get a little bit more context on the Black Ring. Yeah. In the next couple of chapters. Uh, speaking of, we're going to be reading chapters 31 to 35. So mm-hmm. hopefully they can give us a little bit more context as to what's going on with that. Because I, for them to be mentioned like three, four times now, we know that it definitely plays a big part in what's going down. It's significant. There's something mm-hmm. that's about to go down that has to do with those rings. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully this competition is over by then so we can get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hopefully. The rest of the story. Yeah. Hopefully. I agree. Um, With that being said, um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for the next episode. And we love you guys. So bye. 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 bye.